Yo, what's good? It's your boy TPJ of Hoops and Brews. Welcome to the new show in LA, the show that features all Clippers basketball talk all the time. Today, I'm gonna hop immediately into it and we're gonna talk about the defensive dog himself. Yes, you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Westside, or as they call him on the internet, Mr. Bevlord. Shout out to Patrick Beverly, the dog defender from Chicago, Westside Chicago at that. Wanna highlight Patrick Beverly because I feel as though he's going to be a player that's going to be very, very key and pivotal for this Clippers team as they move forward with their brand new superstars, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I feel like Patrick Beverly, for a lot of people, has become what is um, now a footnote um, on his team. Just this past week on Hoops and Brews, uh, we had our um, you know guest from the LA Observer, Cam, come through and he mentioned how he didn't believe that the Clippers, number one, had enough passing but also enough playmaking ability overall on their team in order for them to be able to sustain as well as play at a high level with a guy like a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard. Um, Cam's main argument was that, you know, this team doesn't have the passing that it needs to on it, including, you know, one Patrick Beverly. Um, but I argued actually differently. I think that you have two guys in Kawhi Leonard and you have a guy in Paul George that are both not necessarily uh, historically known for their playmaking ability for others, but I feel as though they will be willing to and have no issues getting the other guys on their team involved. And also, even when you look at the Clippers last year, the Clippers last year ranked 18th in the NBA in assists at 24 assists a game with 14.5 turnovers. I think some. I think this year they will probably wind up somewhere in that same range, anywhere between the 12 to 15 range, not as low as 18. I think it'll be a little bit higher with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the team. But even when looking at that, the Clippers weren't a high-volume assist team last year like a team like the Warriors or the Nuggets or, you know, other teams of, of that sort. And I even think, I think like a guy like Patrick Beverly, I think what he, um, you know, goes to goes beyond adding numbers. You know, his is beyond statistics. It's beyond assist numbers. It's about that rage. It's about that bulldog. It's about that fight that he plays with. Um, and actually, you know, I actually, um, you know, last, you know, playoffs got the opportunity to, uh, you know, talk to Shea Gilgis-Alexander as well as Patrick Beverly post-game after their loss to the Warriors, and I actually was asking Shea what he thought about his energy in terms of how he came out and how he played, but he actually pointed the attention to Patrick Beverly and said that Patrick Beverly is the one that sets the tone. Go ahead and check out this clip. Uh, TPJ of Hoops and Bruza. Shea, when you're going out there and you're playing that aggressively in, like, first halves, how do you feel that energizes the team? Um... Personally, I think Pat's the energy of the team. Um, locks us in before um, and at halftime and things like that. Um, and then we just feed off of him uh, as far as defensively. Uh, I feel like as a unit, we're, when we get going defensively, uh, our offense takes care of itself. As you can see, you know, um, a guy like Patrick Beverly is a guy that even his teammates know. He is the guy in terms of wanting to get things started, coming with that mentality. If you look at a guy like Paul George, you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, both of those guys are not known for being very domineering and dominant uh, forces within their locker room. Obviously, they're superstar basketball players, so we're not going to act as though they don't have any presence within inside of the locker room. But they're not known as being kind of the rah-rah, let's rile everybody up type of guys in the locker room. Although PG is much more of a superstar prototype than uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I mean, we've seen the commercials, we've seen the taking a last second shot in the Gatorade commercials, even though he wasn't making them at that point in time. He's made a few since then. Um, so, you know, I think this team goes down to more than that. It's more than just numbers. Even looking at the numbers for this team and looking at 
players that Kawhi Leonard as well as Paul George have played with in terms of assists. Some of these guys are high volume assists. Other guys aren't necessarily so much high volume assists. If you look at a guy like Russell Westbrook in the year 20, um, in his 2019 season, he averaged 10.7 assists. Um, he had 325 total turnovers for the year. Um, in the year 2018, Russell Westbrook averaged 10.1 assists, and he had 381 total turnover. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, total turnovers that year, which is a lot. Then you go down the line to a guy like Kyle Lowry, who Kawhi Leonard won a championship with last season with the Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry in the 2019 uh, season averaged 18.7 assists per game while, um, you know, while giving up 182 turnovers a game. Then if you look at a guy like Tony Parker, who played with Kawhi for his last couple years in San Antonio, disregarding the year that Kawhi Leonard was injured, in 2017, Tony Parker averaged 4.5 assists, and in 2016, Tony Parker averaged uh, 5.3. So as you can see, uh, you know, the assist numbers between the guys that they're using vary. And even if you look at a guy like Jeff Teague, who is um, who Paul George played with, you know, in his last year in Indiana, Jeff Teague uh, had uh, he averaged 7.8 assists per game, and then he gave you 216 total. I'm sorry, total turnovers per game. Excuse me, there's a lot of math to be read. So even if you're looking at it right, you look at the guys that PG and Kawhi were playing. Some of these guys were high volume assists, but other guys like Tony Parker, you kind of get in where you fit in. And even if you think about that Spurs system. That's really what that Spurs system is. It's about getting in where you fit in. There's no one necessarily, um, you know, guy that's going to dominate the ball. Even a guy like a Kawhi Leonard, even when he was, you know, um, you know, at his meteoric rise as he, you know, was kind of, you know, rising in the ranks in the NBA as a San Antonio Spurs before Zaza Pachulia took him out. You look at that guy. That team was not a team that was heavily dependent upon Kawhi Leonard. It was a healthy, balanced offense between Kawhi Leonard, um, Lamarcus Aldridge, a healthy dose of Tony Parker, and you still have Mono Ginobili coming off. And if you look at a guy like Lou Will last season, Lou Will last season averaged 5.4 total assists, which is more than Tony Parker averaged in 2016 or in 2017. And Lou Will last year only gave you 181 total turnovers while also giving you 402 total assists. If you add that up with the amount of um, assists that Patrick Beverly had last year, Patrick Beverly um, was 3.5 total assists and he gave you 85 total turnovers. So if you add that up with what Lou Will is giving you, you basically have a guy giving you 8.9 assists per game total from that point guard slot. And if you, even if you look at Lou Will and Patrick Beverly in terms of height, they're both listed at six foot one. They're both not taller guys. They both will be playing more of that point guard facilitator type of role. Patrick Beverly more defender than facilitator versus the straight point guard role. So, you know, I think that this Clippers team is not in as much peril as everybody thinks. And I even think, you know, thinking about Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly talked um, you know, post game about him being a self motivated, you know, basketball player um, and really wanted to go out and get it and, you know, prove it. So check out this clip where he's talking about him being self motivated as well as his team. From the beginning of the season, playoff training camp, we self motivated. Uh, we look at every, every situation, every game is one game at a time. You know, even when keeping with that, you know, you look at a guy like Patrick Beverly, uh, even after the, you know, the Warriors beat the Clippers in that game six when Kevin Durant dropped 50. Uh, you know, I'm going to play a clip in a second where Patrick Beverly talked about the, you know, the fight of this Clippers team and how they always wanted to fight and how they quote unquote wanted all the smoke because they were there for competition. This Clippers team was, you know, in 2019 in terms of that season was a dog defensive team, was a dog effort team, was a dog playmaking team in terms of making plays that counted to win the game beyond simply scoring the basketball or distributing the basketball. They got rebounds, they got turnovers, they made timely assists, they made timely shots. 
play after play, go ahead and check out this clip of Patrick Beverly talking specifically about the mentality of this team and how they always wanted all the smoke for this entire year. I thought this was going fine. Yeah, you know, the season people didn't even have us going to the playoffs, so you know, I don't even think people thought that, but you know, we wanted all the smoke, regardless of what number they was. When I say smoke, I mean uh, we wanted uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we went we went back and down, you know, and and that's just that's just the wheels of this thing. We, we just keep fighting, you know, never back down and, and you know, at the end of the, the series, you know, they do fortunate to win the championship, they know they was tested by you know, by the other clippers. So as you can see with a guy like Patrick Beverly, he's more than just about energy. He's more than about defensive intensity. He's also about heart. And I think that a lot of people don't really understand that when you play with not only defensive intensity and energy, but you play with heart and you also play with smarts and you play with determination and you know the playbook. I even spoke with Patrick Beverly personally um, after the Clippers game in which they played versus the Grizzlies and I asked him um, kind of what he thought and you know, you know was his strong suit in regards to versus his skill versus his actual athletic ability. Check out that clip. Being locked in every game and me being ready mentally for every game, it's up there with the best of them. You know, of course I do my homework, I know what sets teams are running, I know which which dominant hand the player wants to go to, I know it's smooth, you know, and, you know, I continue being good at that, it helps me be in a better position, it helps our team be in a better position. Also, in this same interview, Patrick Beverly also spoke about the West Side type of mentality that he plays with, and if you're from Chicago, you know what type of, uh, you know, defensive you know, minded style that play is. It's a pestering type of style. It's a not want to let you score style. It's a come on, bro, why you playing this hard? Get off me. Why you want me this hard? We just playing outside type of basketball. And that's the type of tenacity that Patrick Beverly plays with all the time. And check out this clip of him talking about that tenacity and where it comes from and how it's influenced his game overall as a pro. Yeah, everybody knows, you know, especially from out west, playing outside on the court, you know, it's, you know, it's intense. It's, Getting at this, you know, it's more than basketball. You know, it's like you put your heart, your heart and soul into it. I mean, growing up like that, I, you know, I just always been the same. I've never changed. It is worth it, NBA. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna leave you all off with these few little stats about Patrick Beverly. Uh, in the 2019, uh, you know, season, Patrick Beverly shot 40.7% from the field goal range, 39.7% from the three-point line, and 78% from the free throw line. I've been seeing clips of Pat Bev on Instagram, training, working on trying to get his shot better, working on trying to uh, you know, be better coming off of screens and being able to knock down shots off of the screen, not necessarily coming off of screens, running around and catching and shooting, but just coming off of normal screens, being able to shoot the three ball, being able to catch the three ball when somebody else is screening for him to get an open shot. I think that that will be huge for him. I think if Patrick Beverly can come out in the 2019 and 2020, um, you know, you know, 20 season and be able to go out and be able to shoot 37 to 40% from the three-point line and 40 to 45% from the field goal range, as well as give this Clippers team four assists a game, I think that they will be perfectly fine. I think he's the perfect uh, point guard for this team. I actually see him uh, more of the type in a Derek Fisher style type of role, although Fish could create a little bit more offensively and it was a little bit more offensively dynamic than Patrick Beverly. I think that that tenacity, that just being able to be in the right spot at the right time to make the right play is a thing that will be huge for Patrick Beverly. It's a thing that will be huge for Kawhi Leonard. It's a thing that will be huge for Paul George. It's a thing that will be huge for the rest of this entire Clippers team. And I don't think that Paul George or um, Kawhi Leonard have ever played with a, a point guard quite like Patrick Beverly. 
and I think that he will be a dog and he will be one of the reasons why this Clippers team will be a 60 plus win team in the 2019-2020 season. This has been your boy TPJ. This has been the new show in LA. Thank you all for checking it out. Ho hopefully we can get a nice little uh, retweet from Patrick Beverly. Um, shout out to Patrick Beverly. Thank you for always being kind and making sure that you, um, you know, you know, speak to the media and the, me and the members of the media with respect. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. My very first player interview in the NBA. Until next week or until the next time I get up with you guys. Next episode, I actually might do a deep dive on Montrez Harrell um, and kind of just what the dog that he is and, and the personality that he represents for this team. But until next time, I'll get up with you later. It's been your boy TPJ. This is the new show in LA. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.